welcome to Spoilers. I am your host, Stevie. And today we are reviewing and talking about the much-anticipated, forever-long-drawn-out sequel, The Incredibles 2. There are four of us in the house tonight, and special guest PK. PK, what is up? Yeah, uh, not much, you know. Just living the dream out here in L.A. I have a question for you. Uh, wait, was your theater mainly adults, or was it more children? Well, I went on discount day in downtown, so tickets were like 8 bucks, which is like normal price anywhere else <laughs> in the country. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not much that's discount, discount day? <laughs> there was a lot more families there yesterday, it seemed like, but... Oh, shit. Um, usually there, I feel like there would have been more adults, but since it was discount day, there was a lot of people cashing in on that, so. Nice, nice. Uh, out in Denver, we have Pappy. Pappy, what's up? Ayo, not too much. Just hanging out. Got done volunteering today, and I saw this on, a uh, last Friday. We're recording this on a Wednesday. Yeah, no, yeah. actually, I saw, it on, I saw it on Saturday matinee. I did the same thing. I used my movie pass, which, Mikey, you brought this up. Like, why is MoviePass making you take a picture of the ticket now? What, what could that possibly do? They say it's uh, to prevent fraud, but <laughs> okay, I don't understand how that prevents fraud. The massive credit uh, fraud that I'm no goes security on with MoviePass. I still want to know, because yeah. I bought my MoviePass a while ago. I want to know if I can still go once a day for the whole month and if I'm grandfathered into that shit. You can still go once a day, but you can't see... The same movie twice. So you have to see thirty different it's movies. Not that, yeah, it's whatever. I, I think they're trying to double up on making sure you can't. You're, nobody's seeing the same movie twice. But you can't see the same movie twice in, in thirty days. Ever at all with movie pass? It's like you get one shot. That's with the movie dumbest pass. thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, but other than that, what if some hey, child is screaming great. and crying the whole time and I can't enjoy my movie? I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Last but not least, in Elkhart with me, we have Money Mike. Money Mike, what's up? How's it going? Um, my theater was a lot of kids and it was packed. I, I literally got the very last seat. So it was a full house when I went. Were you front row in the far right corner? No, I was actually like in the middle. There was just like a lone seat right in the middle that <laughs> was empty. You did I, took. Know, uh, I think it was like, excuse me, excuse I think it was one of those seats uh, that was, me, that, me, excuse me. <laughs> no. Uh, I think it was one of those seats that is usually reserved for like a handicapped person or a person in a wheelchair, but then nobody showed up, so it was just free. And the guy was like, you got one left. I was like, I'll take it. Nice, nice. And it was next to a bunch of kids. I mean, yeah, meanwhile, there's a kid behind you and like in a wheelchair just devastated that you <laughs> took his seat. <laughs> Sorry, kid, all sold out. Sorry, bro. I've been waiting 14 years for this movie. I'm I'm gonna, gonna sit here and watch. Well, I must have must have had an odd theater because my theater was all adults and not one child in the room. It was everyone <laughs> my age. But did you um, see it opening night? Yeah, I saw it opening night. That makes and... sense. I saw it last night. I didn't see it till like after the opening weekend. Yeah, smash me like 180 mil opening weekend. Biggest animated opening weekend ever, right? Yeah, Number but one. I gotta get to this though. Why does Disney keep on apologizing before every movie? It's so stupid. So like Craig T. Nelson and Holly Hunter and the rest of the voice cast Brad come out. Brad Bird even. At the very beginning, like, sorry it's been fourteen years. We're sorry. But hey, <laughs> it's worth the wait. 
these are really hard to make. It takes a long time. Get get off our ass. They did the same thing for Coco. They're like, Coco's been in development for seven years. <laughs> this shot took 5,000 man hours. I don't know. Didn't, uh, didn't the director for Wrinkle in Time do the same thing, Bab? Oh, yeah. I mean, Ava DuVernay came out before Wrinkle in Time, but hers was maybe like... Hey, this movie you're about to watch kind of sucks, but it's for four-year-olds, so, you know, I hope James Cameron, when Avatar 2 comes out, just gives everybody a big old middle finger, like, yeah, fuck you guys. I don't care how long I made you wait. Oh, well, the sequel starts out literally the same day as the end of the first Incredibles, taking down the Underminer, uh, who's voiced by, uh, who is it, Pap, John Ratzenberger? Yes. The good luck charm, right? Behold the Underminer! The good luck charm of all Pixar movies, been in every one of them, voiced all of them. And it's a long, drawn-out action sequence. Um, I was going to say, do you guys like the way this movie started off, kind of like immediately right after the first one? I didn't watch... um, I was going to plan on watching the first one again to refresh, so it was like totally new to me. I was going in with like a blank mind so <laughs> I totally forgot about the underminer gotcha I thought it was kind of cool way too long 14 years 14 man. years is a long time I watched the first one like a few days ago or about a week ago so I thought it was kind of cool I wasn't sure how they were going to do it if they were going to do a time gap because I mean you see the trailers that Jack Jack's still really young so it's like <laughs> they couldn't have jumped too much time but I, yeah I thought it was cool that like they stretched out this huge gap in real life, but literally, like, seconds or so are shaved between the first right. movie and the second movie. It's such, like, a weird thing, because, like, in the future, when people watch this, they'll just watch them back to back, and they'll be like, oh, like, that's weird. Like, they'll just be like, oh, it's kind of like one big movie, except there's a huge quality difference in <laughs> as soon as two starts. <laughs> what's the quality, di- what, what's the, uh, quality difference you're talking about, Pat? I mean, I the I know I don't I know Stevie's not the biggest fan of this movie like no. cards on the table, and then I I'm not a big fan of the Incredibles in general, but the animation in this is second to none. It's just amazing what they can do now. Like some of the shots, uh, especially in that rich guy's house uh, with some of the reflections, Winston the waterfalls, Deaver? Winston Deaver, yeah, no, Winston like, Dever. Let me ask you something. What is the main reason you were all forced underground? Ignorance. Perception. It's amazing how far they've come. I mean, in 14 years. And Pixar is just really killing it between Coco and this. Like, the the water animation, Stevie. It's crazy. (laughs) Dude, the ice. The ice was so cool. The ice, yes. Disney has perfected water. I mean, even going back to Snow White, water is their forte. Um, This movie... Is pretty much the first movie just flipped between Elastigirl and Mr. Incredible. Uh, Mike, you've been talking about this a bit today. Um, anything pop out to you? But with Mrs. Oh, uh, with uh, Elastigirl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she's like hypersexualized throughout the entire movie, uh, and I don't know if that was on accident or not because she's See, I kinda... thought she was hypersexualized too. It just stuck out like a sore thumb. Oh my god, there's like multiple shots of her just ass <laughs> uh, towards the end of the movie. It takes up like half of the I screen. I saw a funny tweet on Reddit. It was like, what if Elastigirl 
doesn't have a fat ass and she just perpetually makes herself thick. <laughs> think about it. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. There was one shot where she was standing next to Mr. Incredible and like literally the mass that Mr. Incredible has in his upper body, she has entirely in her ass. Like they probably weigh the same, but just spread out in different parts of their body. That's See, I mean, I was confused by the beginning of this movie because at the end of the first one, it made it seem like superheroes are going to be accepted again. Mm-hmm. And then it's like immediately after, like you know, this whole action sequence, they're sent like back into pretty much hiding again. What's that accord from the Marvel movies? The Disco, or the uh... Pat? You're a superhero guy. The 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 the. the... I'm blanking out. You put me on the you, spot. You were saying it was Sokovia. Is like it Wakanda. the Sokovia Accords? Yeah, Sokovia Accords. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically saying that. Yeah, I was second guessing myself. They go out on a boat to sign him? <laughs> I don't understand that really. So, <sighs> International waters? Yeah. Um, it's kind of weird because the whole point of this movie is that Elastigirl is going to be the new face of superheroes and superheroes going to be like brought back in. And throughout this whole movie, she's being screwed with by the Screen Slaver. Uh, how would you guys compare Screen Slaver to uh, Syndrome in the first one? I am Screen Slaver. Besides the fact that you could tell it was a sister about 25 minutes into the movie. <laughs> well, I much prefer these actors to T.J. Miller, for one. I'll take Bob Odenkirk over T.J. Miller, even though he's not the Screen Saver. I think it was Jason Lee, Pap. Oh, is it Jason Lee? Yeah, it's Jason Lee. See, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. <laughs> he looks like T.J. Miller. He's doing Miller. his best T.J. Miller impression because like... I thought, yeah, <laughs> I thought it was T.J. It looks like a baby T.J. Miller. I think I was just going to make me check real quick. Gosh darn it. No, I, I think it's Jason Lee. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember. I should have watched the first one to refresh because I don't remember much about the first Incredibles movie, but... Who played the screen slaver? Who was that woman? Oh, Catherine Keener. I thought she did a pretty good job. She's... Yeah, she... I mean, it was an interesting character, but like you said, it was pretty obvious that she was the bad guy, like, 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah, I thought that kind of took away from it. Uh, But the one thing I think that this movie excelled at way more than its predecessor is the action. Like, especially during, like, that train sequence, just trying to hunt down that train... Like, there's times I forgot this was, like, an animated movie. Oh, yeah. It was incredible. Like, the the lighting and everything, too. Mm-hmm. I think during that train scene, like, it was, like, kind of, like, during the sunset. It was... Yeah. Everything was just lit really well. Even, like you said, in the guy's house, like, the lighting and, and all the animation. But, yeah, the action was just unreal. Stevie, what what's a better action train sequence that we got this summer of 2018? The one in Solo or the one in The Incredibles? Ooh. Hey, don't forget The Commuter, though. The Commuter. Oh, don't sleep on The <laughs> There's no way Liam Neeson could have made that jump. It still bothers me. Um, <laughs> Liam Neeson's. <laughs> Liam Neeson's. Man, that's a tough one, Pap. Uh, I'll say Solo. I love that train sequence in Solo. What? Yeah. <laughs> boo. I'm a Star Wars fan, and I say Boo. <laughs> Well, you know what, Pat? Jurassic World 2 is going to suck. So have fun tomorrow. Hey, you're probably right. And I will have fun tomorrow. <laughs> we'll also, talk about that before the pod's over. Exactly. But let's not forget about our two main stars of this movie being Jack-Jack, who's giving his father insomnia, and Dash, who is just absolutely hilarious. 
Do you guys have a favorite Jack-Jack moment that stood out in this movie? Looks normal to me. When did this start happening? Since Helen got the job. I assume she knows. Are you kidding? I can't tell her about this. Not while she's doing hero work. Girl, come on. Leave the saving of the world to the men? I I've got to succeed so she can succeed. So we can succeed. I get it, Bob. I get it. When was the last time you slept? Who keeps track of that? Besides, he's a baby. I can handle it. I got this handle. So, you good then? You got everything under control, right? What the? Cookie. Cha-cha want a cookie. Num num cookie. Cha-cha want num num. Num num cookie. Cookie. You're not cookie. Oh my God. Cookie. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, he can still hear you? From um, the other dimension, yeah. That is freaky. Definitely when he fights the raccoon. <laughs> Dude, that was that was awesome. The setup is perfect, because he's, like, watching this, like, gangster movie with exactly. a uh, burglar, like the old school burglar mask, and of course that's exactly what a raccoon looks like, and, like, Jack-Jack puts the pieces together. It's it's a great setup, and then, like, the the physical comedy with that, and then Mr. Incredible, like, running after him and everything. It's so funny. Yeah, I don't know what my favorite exactly like jack jack moment was but just seeing his full array of powers because we got a sneak peek in the trailer that he's gonna have a lot but just seeing all of it mixed together and just the reveal of each one i think that was pretty fun and cool i also uh really like the part where he goes and stays with um who's that fashion designer edna Uh, edna mode uh i love it when um mr incredible comes back to pick him up after a good night's sleep that he's needed and he's modeling her every move as she walks. She's like smoking a cig and he's a sucking on a lollipop or something. It's pretty hilarious. Exactly. Which I didn't think they could smoke in Disney movies anymore. Didn't they cuss in this one? They say hell, I think. Maybe damn, too. Yeah. Which, well, I mean, whatever. We we say worse on spoiler. We're not offended by it. It's just interesting what, what slides at Disney. I, know, but I think this is the first Pixar movie to cuss. I believe it is. This is what I read on IMDb trivia. Not always the most trustful. Oh, I believe it then. But also we get in this movie, uh, Violet trying to land a boyfriend who's had his memory erased in the very beginning. Um, (laughs) This is actually probably one of my more favorite parts of the story just because it kind of brought a human element into it, even though she has a lot of superpowers. I love when the water shoots out of her nose when they go to the diner. Oh, that was hilarious. 100% out of her nose. What got the biggest laugh for you guys? I think that was the one for my theater. What, as soon as like, people were, they were like, they like moms like clapping and applauding that joke. <laughs> <laughs> that one got a pretty big laugh at my theater. And then uh, also when Mr. Incredible is like stressing the fuck out trying to stay awake and keep jack jack alive (laughs) he's like the baby's going into different dimensions and he's just like (laughs) losing his mind i think the biggest laugh my theater got was when the news is on and it's the incredible like that that (laughs) guy showing it off in his uh in his living room and uh dash starts controlling the incredible like with the remote off the wall Mm -hmm. and he just he just starts screaming, rockets, rockets. 
That's probably the hardest my theater laughed at least. Yeah, I don't know about mine. I think it, I think it might have been the water out the nose too. That one because it was definitely just unexpected. It came out of nowhere. It was kind of like people had that similar reaction that she did. Um, going back to the whole like villain debate, um, I watched a review that they brought up a really good point. They they were saying how like the screen slaver would have been a really good villain for like this one. Or the first one, and then have the intro of Syndrome, like, as when he's a little kid, and him saying, like, go home, kid, like, I work alone. Having him come back for part two, all grown up, I think that would have been really cool. Yeah. Especially since they didn't skip any time. Mm-hmm. But, so that being said, I do think Syndrome was probably a better villain overall. But there, the stakes, the stakes were higher in this one. I feel like there was better motivation with Syndrome. Yeah. Or at least something there that you could understand. Exactly. Mm-hmm. This, I don't know, this villain felt really forced. They needed to come up with something, and this was the best they could do. This this had, like, the Marvel movie uh, formula. It's like they had the subpar villain, but the movie overall was, I mean, in my opinion, I thought it was great. Yeah. Well, he has, like, the same, she has the same motivation as the first one. It's just kind of like, for some reason, I'm mad at super superheroes you know what i mean it's just like a general hate of superheroes is what the incredibles are combating like in in this one it's like her dad was trying to call in super there's like a break-in in his house and he was trying he to call was in with superheroes. the liberal elites of superheroes yeah, so basically his personal bodyguards didn't show up and he didn't go to his panic room. Like, well, then why Why would you even have a panic room if you're not going to use it, guy? <laughs> why would you not put the phones in there? But I don't know. It feels like it feels really repetitive in that aspect, like what they're trying to accomplish. One scene I did like about the screenslaver, though, is when the uh, Elastigirl actually tracks down the screenslaver, his lair. That lair looks so creepy. You know what I mean? It like when he goes like, in the apartment, uh, the it looks apartment like out of seven. seven. Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. I actually, actually got really uneasy. It looked like that. he's gonna have like a skin suit hanging in there or something. I was uh, reading on Twitter, uh, like, but this is. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, I was just gonna say that this is like the part where they have. Uh, epilepsy warning exactly or that's what i was literally just gonna say like i was reading on twitter that they needed epilepsy warnings about so i was like waiting for that scene the whole time did they wait what, when do they they play the warning in the movie or no. no 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 people were saying they should have one like before the movie starts because of like that scene where they're fighting each other and it's just like that probably would have been strokes best. flashing like the whole time basically I would much rather watch a warning for epilepsy than Craig T. Nelson apologizing Apologize. that it's been 14 years since the last Incredible <laughs> I watched it like the first or second night it was out, and I was like, and when I got out of there, I was like, man, they really should have an epilepsy warning for that because it was crazy in the theater. And then like the ne- the next two days or something after that, they finally said something about it, or there's like a sign uh, that was like warning may cause epilepsy like by the ticket booth hmm. when I went to go see another movie. It's like, oh yeah, that uh, that probably should have been up there before. That's a good call. Um, I think we hit on a lot of stuff. Is there anything else that stuck out to you guys? Uh, Jumping back a little bit, can we talk about Bao? Bao, baby. Did you guys watch the short before Incredibles 2? Dude. 
I've never oh heard so Lord. many what the Fs in a uh, theater in my life, but yeah, what's it about, Pat? I was laughing slash clapping. You cl- what, did you clap when she ate her child? <laughs> I, I, I was praying that was going to be the end. I was Because they kind of made it seem like it was for a second. I was like, <gasps> and everybody's like, what the fuck? And I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's about a Chinese, I think it's a Chinese family living in Canada, maybe. I, that's not really clear. Or maybe it's a Canadian. I thought it was San Fran, but go ahead. Well, the dad has. A, I thought San Francisco. Yeah. Okay, maybe the the girlfriend's Canadian then. That's why the dad's rocking that. Any anyway, it's about a Chinese <laughs> family, and it's basically that she makes a. Oh god, is it a dumpling? Yeah, is that what she makes. It looked real good. Yeah, so she makes a dumpling, but the dumpling is essentially like symbolizing her son. And when she goes to pinch the dumpling, it comes alive, and she takes care of the dumpling. And then like the dumpling like gets a little bit older. Like, Becomes an angsty teenager, starts smoking cigarettes and wearing leather jackets or whatever, and then it goes to leave, and she just fucking pops it in her mouth and eats it. <laughs> Did you like it? Did you not like it? I liked it. I mean, I thought it was weird, but I thought it was good. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Yeah. It was just funny. Like we all, everybody looked at each other. I was like, oh, she's racist to white people. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, now I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I get it now. It's it's a metaphor for like interracial dating. It's cool. But <laughs> I just like the whole eating of her of her baby was like, oh shit, did she just eat her child? Like what is going on? <laughs> I waited fourteen years for this. <laughs> <laughs> John Lasseter comes on and apologizes before Bob. It's pretty funny when he's like getting his head smashed and stuff. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> He goes to head the soccer ball and like half his head caved in. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, I did like the reveal at the end, though, and I was like, oh, she had an actual child that did this to her, and they had a falling out. But everyone in my theater, everyone, right when she ate that thing, just goes, what the fuck? <laughs> it's a weird emotional roller coaster because it goes from like silly to what the fuck to then like extremely sad when it's like the a feels. real yeah the feels hit hard and bow <laughs> especially when she was like you and your new white canadian bride can stay in this room and he's like nah dog i'm out <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes back as a real human and he looks like a dumpling in real life <laughs> <laughs> Got a giant head. I thought it was one of Pixar's uh, better shorts. Did you guys? Mm. Yeah. I mean, it, it was better than the one they showed before Coco. Jesus Christ. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that one that was, was like 25 minutes way too long. <laughs> Olaf's Plus, Frozen. I've never seen Frozen, so I was like, this is whatever. You've never seen Frozen? No. Oh, you no, gotta. Don't be mad. You gotta. <laughs> hey man, start stop talking shit about Jurassic World, and we'll maybe it's kind of maybe it's I'll almost see. like this movie. This movie felt <laughs> long, oh, and I don't it's, like seeing movies that feel long. I like seeing movies where I'm like, wow, I wish this wouldn't end. And this is the movie longest felt Pixar movie, really long. They could have shaved an easy 25 minutes off this movie. I was surprised. It's it's this Cars than the first Incredibles for longest Pixar movies. Cars. I, I never Brad realized Bird. how much like trying to show off the thickness. Like Sick. going back and watching uh, the first Incredibles before this one, it was like 
it was like half superhero movie, half spy movie. I didn't realize. I never realized that as a kid. It's like the music and everything. It, it it's like a mix between James Bond and like Mission Impossible. With the layers, with, mixed with the superhero movie and shit. Yeah. And then like, and then this one, the the whole train sequence when she's like in the tunnels and shit. That was like straight out of Mission Impossible One. Yeah. But then I didn't realize until like today that the director directed what. A mission directed Ghost Protocol, I think. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, like maybe another one. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that makes sense. But yeah, I thought that was cool watching the first one. I was like, man, this is almost more like a spy movie than anything. Yeah, the music's pretty awesome. It's like uh, that 50s, 50s, 60 like lounge music, like spy, smooth jazz type <laughs> music. It's really cool. And that house that they stay in is awesome. Michael Giacchino did the score for this. And he's done, I think, all of the Pixar movies, Jurassic it World. looks like. Yeah, <laughs> Jurassic World. <laughs> War for the Planet of the Apes. Coco. Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, Zootopia. Busy dude. He's a busy he's dude. He's a man. Yeah. All right. I'm going to hit you guys with this. What's your guys' pitch for Incredibles 3? Ugh. Oh, man. There's going to be one. Well, first off, they can't do a time jump because they got to capitalize on the thick. Thick! Um, maybe, like, a tiny bit older so Jack-Jack can, like, at least hone his powers by himself. I hope they have to kill Jack-Jack. He just grows up gets evil. You hope Jack-Jack <laughs> Jack becomes so evil? Jack-Jack he just is, goes off the rails. into the purple <laughs> pink monster thing. Jack Jack goes off the rails and they have to take him out. <laughs> I like that. The most emotional Pixar movie of all time. Oh god. <laughs> the year is 2050. Not an Incredibles oh, world. It's actually the year 2050 when this movie comes out. Mr. and Mrs. Incredible are dead and now we got the kids are all grown up. That's my This pitch. movie takes place in the 60s, right? Does it? Isn't the Incredibles in the 60s? I guess it's, I don't know. I don't even or know. 50s, 60s, or 80s. I don't know. Somewhere in there, I don't know. This would be somewhat felt kind of like a feeler movie to me, which is like, let's put a bunch of stuff in this and see what works. I kind of hope Jack, Jack, and Dash have their own movie next time, but that's just me. Um, <laughs> are you guys ready for yes or no? So you guys, I mean, I gotta imagine they're all gonna be yeses. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Then I'll just say this: Where does this rank amongst Pixar movies for you guys? You can just say top tier, middle tier, bottom tier, or specific rank, whatever you guys want to do. All right. Well, yeah, it's a yes for me, Pappy. Um, but I'll put this in the put this in the middle tier. I actually like this more than the first Incredibles, but I don't really like the first Incredibles all that much. It's okay. It's just they both feel kind of long. I'm just like it's and there's nothing against it. Like I'm just more into space, so I like Wally than I am like superheroes. I think it's just personal preference. I think they're both like. Mm really competent really well-made movies like a plus and quality it's just you know what are you more into so i I do think this one's a little bit derivative of the first one in a lot of ways that we talked about but middle tier yes obviously and i I do have it in like my top 10 movies of the year so far nice but pixar has a lot of good movies uh i'll give it a yeah uh i'll say it's top tier pixar movies for me i actually have it like on Letterbox, you can rank the movies you've seen this year, and I, I think it's like my one number one and number two. It's really good action for, especially for an animated movie, and it looks uh, amazing. And the music is great too, and 
thought, thought it was a really fun story, and uh, I kind of wish I had watched the first Incredibles before I went and seen this to kind of get a refresher. But uh, it's like a really awesome uh, kind of like throwback to like the 50s and 60s, and I think they capture that era pretty well. So it's really cool just for that. So it's a yes. Definitely a yes for me. I'll put it in like the, the top to middle, middle to top tier for Pixar. Uh, I'd say it's just as good, if not better, than the first one. I don't know if I'd consider it better or if I liked it better or not. I'd have to see it again to decide that. But yeah, it was good. I, like, like Mikey said, it looked incredible. No pun intended. <laughs> um, yeah, the animations were amazing. I liked that Frozone had a little bit bigger of a role. Um, but yeah, definitely go check it out. It's worth the wait. Nice, and um, I'll give it a yes as well. I like this movie a lot. I just thought it was a little too derivative of the first one. Um, but I think they're on equal footing, just in different ways. Um, especially just because the action in this movie looks so good, and it was absolutely hilarious. But for me, it's like kind of what Pat said, it's right in the middle of the top middle tier for Pixar. So I believe that's it. Pappy, what do we have coming down the line for spoilers? Uh, coming down the line, we have Mallrats, a movie that most Ooh. of us hated, and Josh, who's not on this podcast, defended <laughs> vehemently. Uh, then we have... Um, Pretty sure Brett made a shirt that said, Free Ben Affleck. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> And that's pretty much it. Uh, oh, we have Sandow, an independent film by Alex Cooper. And and guys, I watched the first five minutes of Sandow, and spoiler alert, it opens with, in big capitals an Alexander Cooper production. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's as far as I made it. I turned it on. Can't wait for it. Oh, that is awesome. I'm going to have to watch Parallel. I gotta watch Parallel before I get into Sandow. Yeah, you need to set yourself up for the Alex Cooper It's in the same universe, universe, Mikey. It's in the same universe. (laughs) The ACU. The ACU. Shared universe. (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, wait. Would you guys be, like, opposed to a Frozone Incredibles 3? I'd be down for that. Absolutely not. But it's not gonna happen, but I would love it. That'd be pretty cool. They should probably do that. I just hope it doesn't take 14 years. It can't, because... Samuel will be dead. Yeah, those be too old. Like their voices will won't sound the same. <laughs> well, I think computers are so good now that it it speeds up the process. I think it probably took a while for the first one to even get made, and then they kind of sat on their hands to get the second one made. And I think, if anything, it'll it won't take nearly as long. I don't think. It takes seven years. Half. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening, and uh, that was spoilers. Boom. Bang, bang. Savages, savages. Paper planes. The paper planes. The the song? Yeah.
Like, hold on. <laughs> oh, by MIA? Yeah. Yeah, I love Paper Planes. That song I, was awesome. I do too. Pat, I'm sorry, I was, for some stupid reason, I was thinking of the Flowbots and that stupid-ass song Handlebars. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a different song. Yeah, way different. I can ride a bike with no handlebars. <laughs> oh, that was so annoying. That was a terrible song. People loved it. Pretty sure I was one of them. With no handlebars. With no handlebars. Bow. Oh yeah, let's talk about Bow, Baby Bow. <laughs> baby Bowser. Is it was it Bow Baby? Is that how it's pronounced? <laughs> the the Bow Baby, yeah. God. Alec Baldwin. Dude, I didn't realize that was a woman until the very end of this short. <laughs> I thought that was a son, honestly. I thought it was a boy just raising a bow. Can you try adding him? PK? Yeah, they call me PK. I think I'm not going to have his shtick, but I'll try. Yo. Yo, yo. So I was sitting on my mic, slash still sitting on my mic. Stevie, guess what movie I watched right before this? Hold on. Hold on. Hey, Pat, what's happening? Hey, dude. Not Uh, much. What's up? Let me guess. What movie was Pappy watching before this? Let me guess. Let me guess. Point Break. Via con Dios, bro. Via con Dios, bro. Oh, it's, it's so <laughs> I love that movie so much. Hello? Hey, Mikey. Money, Mike. Hey, Mikey. What's going on? Jordan, did you? Are you in there? You watch this movie? Oh, this is... Pat, oh. It's not like Pat. Jordan. Uh-huh. I would have been stunned if Jordan watched gotcha. it. Mikey, you ready to talk about some thickness tonight? 